comic book pit. Okay. Hey, this is Dan from Comic Book Pit with episode number 193, the Indie Comics Spotlight for Wednesday, February 25th, 2015. Uh, first of all, I just want to apologize for the lateness of this particular episode. I had some technical difficulties, which kind of had me running around in circles, and um, but I'm back now, um, so hopefully this just makes it under the wire for uh, the current week. Um, as usual, we'll be talking about three books. Curve Stomp, number one, from Boom Studios. Tomb Raider, number 13, from Dark Horse Comics. And The Fade Out, volume one, from Image Comics. So the first one, uh, Curve Stomp, number one, it's number one of four. It is um, uh, written by uh, Ryan Ferrier and art by... Devaki Niyogi, and what we have here is uh, there's this you know huge uh, kind of anonymous uh, uh, big city, and on the outskirts of the of this city are several uh, small old-time boroughs or you know just towns or cities, um, and the one in particular that uh, they're focusing on is the borough of Old Beach. And it's protected by a gang of five women, and they're called the Fever. And there are so, each borough is protected by its own gang, and um, it's, it has a very uh, kind of 70s grindhouse feel to it, or you know, like the Warriors uh, or the Outsiders, something like that. But we've got um, five women, and they each have kind of uh, crazy nicknames. Um, or variations of their own name, I guess, I don't know. You have Derby Girl, Violet Bolt, Daisy Chain, Bloody Mary, and Machete Betty. And so, um, yeah, this is basically, um, you know, each gang takes it upon themselves to protect their home, and the gangs have a kind of uneasy alliance, or not alliance, but, you know, understanding or truce. And obviously, you know, things go wrong uh, on one certain evening involving the fee uh, one of the members of the Fever with another rival gang. And there's a bigger story at play here where, uh, you know, with a, a corrupt government official who wants to absorb the old boroughs and, you know, build them up and, and you know, increase uh, revenue and put money in his own pocket and he's working with um, another gang leader to make that happen, and um, you know, it's nothing too 
crazy or original, but it, it is, um, you know, it does make for a pretty, pretty good story. Um, each, each of the characters is, um, you know, pretty well developed and, uh, as an individual in this first issue, um, both in the writing and in the art. The, um, it's not a book that necessarily hinges on, you know, gang violence to carry, a, you know, to, to carry the story. It does happen. You know, we, you've got a book called Curb Stomp, uh, so something bad is going to happen in this book. An actual curb stomp does occur. If you don't know what a curb stomp is, uh, Google it, but I would not recommend looking at pictures of that particular action um, unless you have a very strong stomach. Uh, curb, uh, a curb stomp is a very awful, violent act. So, uh, again, <laughs> not something I would uh, highly recommend. But uh, it, it does kind of uh, set the tone for this book. And um, it, it's not, you know, the, the, and the violence is not overly gratuitous. Uh, it, it is, I feel, appropriate for this book. Um, the only thing that I had a slight issue with was the the coloring. Um, a lot of times it felt just very oversaturated. Um, the the color choices um, sometimes they bordered on almost a, a neon. Um, so I don't know if that was um, a conscious choice or maybe the way it came across on my digital copy. I mean I know a lot of times. The print copies and digital copies don't always match up, but um, l like I said, I, I just had a, a slight issue with that. Um, overall, I I felt this was a, a pretty nice surprise. It was so yeah. Give uh, give Curb Stomp a try. It's only four issues. Um, you know, I would uh, highly recommend it. The next stop on our indie comics review is going to be Tomb Raider number thirteen. Normally, I wouldn't review a an issue maybe in the high teens unless it was something I was already reading. Um, I did start reading the the Tomb Raider uh, series from Dark Horse. I read the first few issues, and it, and it was uh, actually pretty good. I believe it was Gail Simone. I believe started the series through uh, up to issue twelve, and issue thirteen starts with a new uh, a new creative team and a new direction. And so you don't really have to have read anything that came before. The, the story does touch on some of the things that came before, but it gives enough explan explanation so you don't feel completely lost as to who the characters are or what has gone on before. It's actually written by game writer Rihanna Pratchett. Uh, I guess she was the lead writer of Tomb Raider 2013. And she also wrote a six-part omnibus called Tomb Raider The Beginning which was a, uh, I guess, a pre-order incentive and a prequel to the game. Uh, and she co-wrote some of the uh, Tomb Raider issues with Gail Simone leading up to this. So this is a new story arc, and I guess it actually leads into the upcoming game, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Now, I am not a video game person by any stretch of the imagination, so all this means absolutely nothing to me. But this story, this comic, was actually really good. So what you have here is after, I guess, the events of the first 12 issues, Lord Croft is living a, you know, a relatively quiet life working at a British museum and her um, you know, idyllic life is kind of thrown into a tizzy as she, she finds herself drawn into this 
game with uh, one of her friends, life at stake, and it's someone that she thought was already dead. So the issue ends with a uh, decision with you know her and her friends. It, it was very like, in a sense, kind of a Buffy-ish, where you know she, it's not just her. She has a supporting cast, and you know the they're all going to jump on this adventure. They're, the, the next stop is traveling to Central America to follow the next clue uh, to try and rescue their friend. It, it, it was just it was a great issue, uh, great jumping on point. Um, whether you are a fan of Tomb Raider or not, um, it's just a you know a good fun adventure comic, uh, and I think the, the promise for the future issues is, is pretty nice. The art was uh, really good. I don't, uh, unfortunately, I don't have the artist's name in front of me, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I can say that much. It was um, Laura Croft was drawn <laughs> without, um, you know portraying her boobs or her butt, you know, sticking out in a, a ridiculous fashion. She was actually wearing clothes, not just a tank top and, like, booty shorts or whatever. Um, you know, she tends to wear in some some uh, other comics. So, yeah, I, I would definitely give this one a shot as well. And the last book I'm going to talk about is a collection uh, the first volume of The Fade Out from Image Comics. This is Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. If you've read any of their previous work, uh, either Fatal or Incognito or Sleeper, you know this is what these two guys do best. They tell incredible noir stories. And this one, I mean, it, it, they are just so on top of their game with this, it, this volume. It's amazing. Uh, so what you have here is old-time Hollywood. You've got Hollywood post-World War II, uh, 1948, and you've got uh, screenwriter Charlie Parrish who drinks too much, he blacks out, he comes to the, comes to the next day beside the corpse of the female star of the movie he wrote. None of this is a spoiler. This happens all in the first issue. This is what sets up the issues to come. Um, he he can't go to the police because he's not sure of what his involvement is, and so and, and it's not strictly a detective story. He doesn't feel an overwhelming need to find out who the killer is. He's there's actually a lot of self-preservation going on in the first issues. Although he he does have a, a nagging need to know the truth, and it just goes on from there. This book is just overflowing with great characterization, uh, great pacing. Uh, a mystery that goes throughout throughout the book, throughout the characters. You don't know who can be trusted and who's just a Hollywood scumbag and who's you know who's involved in this murder or what. But you know that being said, I mean it, it, it is a um, gruesome story, and I don't mean necessarily just violent, but just gruesome in the sense that you know uh, majority of the characters have very few redeeming qualities. Um, you know this is old time Hollywood where things were done differently, women were treated differently, uh, people of color were treated differently, and, you know, Brubaker and Phillips, they don't pull any punches. Um, this is a, a very much, you know, it feels like what I, I imagine, you know, the Hollywood 1948 would feel like. 
you know, but this it's the, this book is just the very the definition of noir fiction. Um, you know, you bleak stories of you know, murdered starlets and alcoholics and people, you know, coming back from the war with, you know, the, it, the, probably you know these guys had you know post traumatic stress syndrome, but there was no such thing as PTSD back then. Um, it was just you know you just moved on with your life. Sometimes for the better, most times for the worse. You know, so the, you get a little bit of that in here as well. You know, the the war was definitely uh, a big part of this story, as far as you know, characters' motivations and their, um, you know, what they came home as. So if you're not reading the fade out, that that is a mistake. <laughs> fade out number uh, volume one. It's four issues, um, but you get a lot uh, in those four issues. I mean, it's jam-packed full of story and art and it's just one of the coolest series to come out in a while it's just uh it's just kind of raw and in your face and like i said this is what brubaker and phillips do so you know that this is their stock and trade cannot go wrong with that so that's all i have for this week uh i'll be back next week with another indie comic spotlight hopefully on time and this is Dan with Conflict Pit episode number 193, and we'll see you next week.